listening to the TLC Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, Tyler, Landon, and Caleb. Welcome to another preview on the TLCFP. This week, we've got the Packers. I am Caleb Derlin. You can find me on Twitter at CDerlin53. I'm Tyler Savatinai. You can find me at underscore Suavage underscore. No landed for the preview, but you can find him on Twitter at Fields underscore. Ugh, can't talk. Fields underscore Lando. That's not good uh, for a podcast. That's staying in. <laughs> um, and you can find the show at TLCFP. That's right. Uh we got a big game coming up ahead of us. There's a little bit of news, obviously, earlier in the week. We already yep. know that Aaron Rodgers is out. We also know that he is unvaccinated, so it is uh, whenever he finally yeah, he'll probably gets be out cleared. for the next game as well. Uh, yeah, until, you know, I, I mean, obviously, if, he, if it's a false positive, whatever, he's got to be out 10 days yep. at minimum. So Alan Man, how lucky would that be for the Chiefs if that was a false positive? That'd be that'd be so lucky. I mean, he's he's out regardless. Yeah, I know, I know. But man, if, if that showed up, that's why you get vaccinated, kids. Um, don't don't just don't just <laughs> think it's immunization. No, that was a, that was a weird little thing. If we just tail off on that for a moment. Um, obviously, you know, he, he's done a lot. Of, he's got his uh, interview segment every single week on the yep. Pat McAfee show, mm-hmm. PMS. Um, he's also sa- stated in a press conference when they asked him if he was vaccinated, he said he was immunized, um, huh. which means that he more than likely had COVID previous to the season yeah. and uh, didn't look at the recommendations for how the antibodies work in the body. Obviously, we know uh, it works for about three months and yeah, then you getting, lose Getting COVID doesn't antibodies. mean you're safe, bud. It, it There's also so many variants out there, it doesn't even matter anymore. It, it, exactly. It really um, doesn't. And, and the rules situation is a little messy when you look at everything. Um, it does sound like he was following the correct mandates when in the locker room. However, we know that he has not been following the correct mandates when on the field. You, uh, per NFL rules, and you can you can look at Kirk Cousins for this. Kirk Cousins is one of the guys who said, no, I, I will not get the vaccine and I will not wear a mask. So what does he do on the sidelines? He wears his helmet and does not take it off. Hmm. Look at Aaron Rodgers and he doesn't wear a mask, nor does he wear his helmet when he's on the sidelines in case he's breaking the, yeah. the mandates made by the NFL. So it is possible now that this news has come out and it's apparently been known so the nfl did know that he was not vaccinated mm-hmm. which now falls back on the nfl for not following up on the yeah. rules that they're supposed I mean, to be precedenting they they should have definitely i mean he could be getting fined for every single week that, that yeah he, I, and he see that's the thing that that's where the maybe a little bit of the confusion sets in on, on how they're going to play this out because the nfl knew and yeah. they didn't step up yep. we we can video and see that he's not wearing his mask nor his helmet on the side yeah, i mean it's on the broadcast all the it, time it, it's right there so if we're going to follow the rules, are we just going to let it slide for stars? Are we going to are we going to follow it for everyone? Because now the NFL has a decision to make. Are we going to piss off Aaron Rodgers even more by finding back finding him for every Man, single violation that we should? <laughs> like you know what, I'm done with football. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. See, here's the issue. I, I don't have an issue with somebody being unvaccinated. I have an issue with their set strict rules, mm-hmm. and if you don't follow them. You've got to pay the consequences. Yep. And you signed up for that. You signed the contract. You signed the NFLPA agreement that said, okay, 
I'm fine with this. Yep. The NFL came back and said that, no, this this immunization thing that you brought to us, that's not the rules that we're going to follow by. So you've got to follow by our rules. And that doesn't mean that you have to get vaccinated. Yep. It just means that you have to wear your mask or your helmet mm -hmm. in certain places. And and he's not following those rules. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't just not follow the rules and then expect nobody to care. I mean that's not how that's not how rules work. <laughs> that's not uh, how they were rules made work. for a reason. Somebody's going to be pissed off and you're probably if you sign something that says you won't do that, you're going to have to and, have yeah. consequences that's, for that. That's the big kicker. It doesn't matter if you agree with the rules or not that are set in place. You signed a contract stating that you agreed to the rules set in place and that's what you have to base it off of. Yep. Whether you're the NFL or you're a player. But I digress because now we're playing. It, it seemed very bleak after last week's win against the Giants. Yeah, it was I, a poor win. It looked bleak because we we're going to have to face Aaron Rodgers after coming off of a win against the only undefeated team in the league with mm -hmm. his top two receivers. Yep. And now he's out. Alan, Alan Lazard is back. It looks like Devontae Adams is back. And now Aaron Rodgers is out with the COVID. The Packers are 7-1. Not undefeated. The, the Cardinals were undefeated. Oh, yes. They, they just beat, beat the them. only undefeated Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I got you. <laughs> Heard you wrong. You're good. Um, but, yeah. So now, uh, so now it's Jordan Love versus Aaron Rodgers, or versus Aaron Rodgers. Jordan Love, that's always, that's an every week thing. Yeah. Aaron versus Jordan Love. It's Jordan Love versus Patrick Mahomes and what was supposed to be a state farm bowl. Yeah. And I have a question for you, Caleb. Are we ever going to get one? <laughs> Are we ever going to get one? No, we probably, not, not with Aaron as a cheesehead, but I do have a question for you. There have been three matchups since 2011, 2011 being the, the furthest one that I'll go back to. Love that one. That the <laughs> Chiefs and the Packers have played. Can you name the three quarterbacks? There was 2017, 2015, 2011. So in 2017, can you name the quarterback that faced against the Packers? Alex Smith in 2017. That is correct. Can you name the 2015 quarterback that faced the Green Bay Packers? That would have been Matt Castle. Correct. Can you name the 2011 quarterback that played for the Chiefs against the Green Bay Packers? Was it Tyler Thigpen? It was not Tyler no. Thigpen. He did not play for the Chiefs that year. Damn. Um, was it um, – was that the year Castle maybe got hurt? No. That was the year that Matt Castle did get hurt. Was it uh, Brady Quinn? Nope. Brady Quinn was not a quarterback that year. Croyle? It was not Brody Croyle. Holy cow. He played – this quarterback played in our division just – uh, Kyle Orton. Kyle Orton. There wow. you go. Kyle Orton. He played three games. So it was Matt Castle. He got injured after a few games. I think it was 11 that he played total. Then you had Tyler Palco. That was a Tyler Palco year. Oh my goodness. And you had Kyle Orton who played for the Kansas City Chiefs in three games. And I think he went two and one. <laughs> well, we've had some bad quarterbacks. We've had some awful <laughs> oh my goodness. That. Uh, that is a segment just to make you guys feel good about. We, we still have now. Patrick Mahomes. Still have Patrick He's Mahomes. still Patrick Mahomes. He might not be playing out of his mind this year, but we have Patrick Mahomes, and he is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. That is true. And at some point in our history, Tyler Palco took snaps for the Chiefs, and Tyler Thigpen we are here. doesn't get the credit he deserves. No, he doesn't.
I wish Tyler Thigman played that game because he probably would have won it. Probably. I'm just kidding. That dude, had, that dude, had, <laughs> that dude was ready to go. No, but uh, Devontae Adams is up for this game. Uh, he's passed uh, COVID protocols. Any any thoughts on this game? Like, uh, what? Who do you think is coming into this? with a better a better chance to win like i mean aaron Rodgers going out so levels aaron, this playing field aaron Rodgers went out and the and the uh las vegas sports books did not catch on to this quick enough there were a lot of people that locked their bets in oh, to no. uh, a um gosh, been on that. what was it it was a uh, i think at that time coming off of the win over the cardinals um I think they were a minus eight favorite, the Green Bay Packers. They were a minus eight favorite. Then you go into um, the Las Vegas books adjusting, and because the Chiefs came off of a win, even no matter how bad it was, they switched it to a minus one favorite in place of the Chiefs. Today, today, last I checked, now that could be changed by the time we get to our pick'em. The Kansas City Chiefs were a minus eight favorite headed into this game, which seems absolutely ridiculous. That does seem a little ridiculous, uh, but it is uh, it is uh, Patrick Mahomes versus Jordan Love. It is, but and their defense is still very, very they're, good. They're very good, um, and we have been in our way, our own way, all season. Man, can we just put together one game? I am so here. It was supposed to be this week. Here's what I'm looking at from. I this mean, it's game. supposed to be every week. I'm I am expecting but. Melvin Gordon to come in. Fresh. He, he, had, he had two full Melvin practices. Ingram. Melvin Ingram. Sorry, not Melvin Gordon. Melvin Ingram has had has come in. That was our trade. We talked about it. Yep. He's had two full practices. Now I don't expect him to get a hundred percent of the snaps. I don't no. really even expect him. To I get don't think 50. any of our D lines are getting hundred percent. I of the expect snaps. Melvin Ingram to get somewhere around ten to twenty snaps of this game. I think that allows Chris Jones to play this entire game, maybe minus one to five snaps inside yeah means he's going to play 95 percent 90 95 to 98 percent of this game he's going to be able to play inside which is one of the things that we've been talking about now we know that frank clark has had some fantastic games over the last Mm -hmm. three weeks he's been looking really good recently going back three weeks uh who was our opponent three weeks ago i told you weeks uh giants I'm, i'm completely blanking here uh, anyways, three weeks ago, he had a pressure rate of 9.38%. Going into two weeks ago, the game before the Giants, he had a 17.39% pa- uh, pressure rate, which is um, 4%, 3% higher than his highest season percentage. Uh, Washington. When he was uh, – so against Washington, that was – no, that was – Yep. Uh, the, it was the game. Oh yeah, sorry, that Giants, was the nine point three. Washington. So Tennessee, he had a seventeen point four percent basically pressure rate um, uh, against Tennessee, which is again three percent higher than his highest season uh, pressure rate when playing for Seattle in his final year there before getting traded. And then last game against the New York Giants, he had a sixteen point six seven percent pressure rate. So yeah. we're seeing him steadily go up every single week. Yeah, now Frank Clark's had uh, definitely 
uh, a big revival in his season. Big revival. Um, making us think twice about uh, cutting him this year. Definitely probably not worth the $24 million, but he's starting to make us think that uh, maybe we, we might not want to cut him and <laughs> maybe just bite the bullet and pay that. That's true. Um, if, if these numbers stay the, stay the way that they are and he can stay healthy and out on the field, honestly, Frank I, Clark's I don't making know a difference. I, really I mean, I will clearly... pay somebody $24 million to make a difference on this defense because nobody at this point in this season has made much of a difference except for Frank. In, in the wrong and, way. And he really has. He really has made a difference being out there, creating the pressure, creating or keeping contained. It's looked yep. really, really good. So the, And it allows uh, uh, Jones to move back mm-hmm. inside. Now, Willie Gay yeah. has also had two interceptions and ba- one interception and back-to-back Willie back games. Great. Two in a row. Now, Anthony Nick Hitchens. Nick Bolton, Nick Bolton was Bolton the defensive, won, uh, rookie, defensive of rookie of the week. The month. Uh, oh, month. it was the month. It oh, was the month. the month. It was the month. Now, he is, uh, last I checked, he was number six in total tackles. He was first in tackles for loss. And this is among the league, not rookies. This yep. is among the league. He led all rookies. League. He led he, all rookies. He, it has been, fa- yeah, he led all rookies in all those categories. He's looked absolutely fantastic. Now, we do know that Anthony Hitchens is able to return this week. What does that outlook, what does Knowing Spags, he's Spags put did him in, say man. he's not putting uh, Anthony Hitchens at the Sam position. That means Nick that Bolton either Nick Bolton's going to gonna move to the Sam or he's going to go out. And I don't really want Nick Bolton in the Sam position because that's more of a coverage position. Nick Bolton needs to continue running this defense. Completely agree. He needs to have his his shot to run this defense, and the only way he's going to get better if he does it in a game situation. Letting him run the practice squad while Anthony Hitchin does it this season is only going to hurt you next year. 100% agree. And we're already in a dark spot uh, that we're trying to dig our way out of, so we might as well just use the time that we have now to develop these rookies. Juan Thornhill needs more snaps. Nick Bolton needs to be put in uh, the position he's been uh, put in the last couple weeks where he's running the defense. Willie Gay has shown that he can handle these situations that he's been put into recently uh, because of some injuries. He needs those more snaps. Chris Jones needs to go back to D tackle and uh, focus on getting his weight back up a little bit. He's looked great the last couple games inside. Frank Clark has been looking really good. I mean, this defense is coming around a little bit. We just need to let him have some time to develop and get some chemistry going again and and fix this attitude problem we got and just keep rolling with it. And this is one thing I I think I've covered before, and I don't know of many people really talking about this. Obviously, the the defense – one thing that everybody does talk about is the defense is a bend, don't break kind of defense. It doesn't matter who's in, whether it's Bob Sutton or Spags. Uh, our defense over the last number of years has been a bend, don't break. But not a lot of people talk about this defense in the last couple of years when they got up to being, you know, at the end of the season, the seventh ranked defense uh, through through half a season and then also being ranked, you know, in the mid-20s to, to lower teens. Why were they such a good defense? Because our offense gave us the lead. And that's one of the things that our offense hasn't been able to do. Number one, our defense has been absolutely like so bad that our offense can't get in front because they're yeah. always even. I mean, how many games have we seen this season where it's 14-0 before we even 
know it. Yeah, before right. the, before the Chiefs get a ball for the second time and get to run a fourth play. Yeah, on offense, you know, it's it, it, we've been that way, and that's also indicative to the offense playing very poorly. Mm-hmm. This offense, so many was first not drive three and to outs. be stagnant. I, I don't think I I don't even know if the Chiefs had a three and out on a first drive All until this season. Yeah, I I mean they had like, like with Patrick like Mahomes, one or two, they had like one or two over right. two years before or two or three seasons before this year. Like it, it it hasn't been a lot. We've always scored in the in the first quarter and on. Our first drive. Oh my gosh, there was like a seven or eight game streak where we scored on every single first possession of the game. And I, I don't know if we've done that this season yet. No, I mean, there's been a couple games where we've scored on the first possession, but it, it, it just hasn't been pretty. Um, and been, so what is your what is your X factor going into this game against a good Packers defense and an offense with a quarterback that we really don't know much about? Man, the X factor for me is just pass rush. It's Jordan Love. He's, I mean, he's not a rookie, but he's basically a rookie. He hasn't played any snaps, hardly uh, like meaningful snaps. It's a pass rush. How do you how do you rattle a young quarterback? You get back to him and make him make quicker decisions. He's gonna he's gonna screw up. Frank Clark's got to be going. Chris Jones has got to be going. Melvin Ingram is going to have to make an impact. I mean, he doesn't have to because we got Dana and uh, Okafor, but. It'd be real nice if Ingram came in and got a got a couple pressures, a couple QB hits. Um, it's pass rush for me. I think this defense hinges on a good pass rush. I would agree. I think that's probably going to be the biggest X factor is making sure that we get some pressure on Jordan Love. Obviously, it's going to be stopping the run for sure from Aaron Jones. That's going to be a and AJ Dillon. They've been splitting and, snaps, uh, splitting carries recently, and they've been playing very, very well. But yep. I, obviously, if we can get into the head of a young quarterback who hasn't taken a meaningful snap in the NFL, I think that's a big one. I mean, if if we can't contain the run and they're just running all over us, I can take that. If we are destroying the pass. Because if you know they're running, you can you can eventually stop that. There is there is one thing that I think is a big X factor that goes against the Kansas City Chiefs, and I was just looking to see if there had been any recent updates. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, it's a guy we're not we don't talk about enough, and honestly, he yep. was bashed a little bit too much until his injury. He before his injury, he had what two, three games out of his four or five games that were a hundred yards or more. Yeah, he was playing rushing. really well for sure. So I want to I want to touch over these last. <clears throat> we played three games without him. Now we played. Uh, yeah, we played three games without him. There have been three. Uh, three people to run the ball. We're not counting jet sweeps or anything like that. Mm-hmm. There have been three running backs to touch the ball. That is Daryl Williams, Jarek yep. McKinnon, and Derek Gore. And now Derek Gore. And hey, Derek Gore looked absolutely fantastic. Derek Gore looked amazing. They yeah. had no right to pull him out of that game. I think they, they should just keep playing him. No right to pull him out of that game. But through three games, there have been 53 rushing attempts between the three of those running backs. You want to know how many yards they've had? How many? 109 yards on 53 carries wow. through three games. That is a not good uh, average That's there. three point, roughly 3.5 yards per carry. Yeah, that's not great. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, when he went out, had 4.7 yards per carry. Yep. And multiple games with under 20 touches, under 20 handoffs, with over 100 yards rushing. Yeah, that is, that's failing. It's 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 That's utterly failing, failing. And, and you know I don't expect a backup running back to come in and be able to handle the workload like like he has. And obviously you know he hasn't really had a workload this year. But that's 
that's what's hurting our offense, I think. Obviously, he's not getting the passes that we're asking for him to get. Um, and, and some of these guys are are catching the ball a little bit more than Clyde when he was in. But 53 carries at 3.5 a pop, uh, 109 yards through three games. Like, that's, yeah. that is not we need to start moving running the, ball the better. needle well, anywhere. Well, and especially, you got to take into context, like, they're playing 50 to 60% of these snaps on defense as a too high safety look. That is prime running offense. Prime. I mean, and the, and our offensive every line quarter- is built to be a run a, uh-huh. a running offensive line. Almost every quarterback in the NFL, they see two high safeties. They're checking to the run, and they're probably picking up five to six, or they're five at to least seven yards it to a, the running back in the flat. I mean, we should be running on a two high safety look. We should be running for at least five yards. That's every play. That's such a like. It's baffling that we get 50 to 60% snaps at too high safety and are only averaging like three and a half yards a carry. And I think that's one thing that we're missing. Obviously, we're missing it on the field, but that's one thing that we're missing as a fan base, um, seeing all of this out on the field, but also off the field. He is eligible. He is eligible to be returned to the squad off of IR designated as active this week, yet he still has not been designated as active so far. And I think that's one thing that we're hugely missing uh on this offense to to get that needle moving i, I you know I, he's not nick chubb he's not derrick henry he's not chris carson when carson's healthy like he's not these guys but he's a guy who makes this offense better when you can rush for 100 yards and only touch it 16 times yep i think he's better than the other three backs for sure uh definitely gets a little bad rap just because he's i want to see first more from draft pick and he's not worth that he's never going to be worth that because he's a running back but i mean he's our best running back so far that we've seen has been Derek Gore. Since he went out, I would it's agree. been Derek Gore. I would, 100%. And that, I mean, And again, it was something. the Giants' defense. Yeah. So we can't read a whole lot into it, but I would have liked to have seen him play a lot more and get a, quite a few yeah. more handoffs instead of only playing one half. And maybe week. we will this game. Maybe maybe they go with Derek Gore. They saw something in him. But I just, I don't know. I feel like this, this coaching sure. staff does not make switches very quickly like which that. Is, which, again, was why I felt like Cordell Patterson is doing great in Atlanta, but I, he wouldn't he wouldn't have worked here because we wouldn't have utilized him. Yeah, and uh, that's one thing that's been super frustrating about this this coaching staff. They just we bring in know, players and we don't utilize. They them. don't they don't utilize what they bring in. I mean, Brett Veach can put together the best roster top top to bottom, but we're not coaches got to use them. We're not going to use a few of them. Coaches got to play him. We we got Josh just, Gordon in. He ran a bunch of routes last week. Didn't throw it. We threw it to him one time, and it got intercepted. Intercepted, and and that was it. And that was on like yep. the first drive, second drive. Yep. Like, it, it, we, what are we doing? That was the first drive. That was the <laughs> first drive, yeah. that was the beautiful drive that led to nothing. Capped it off after hitting a ball to the helmet and Jarek McKinnon. Yep. So, how do you expect this game to go this week against an Aaron Rodgerless uh, Green Bay Packer offense, but a defense that has been absolutely booming? Man, I think it's I think it's close the whole time. Um, I think it's back and forth. I don't think anybody really leads by two scores in this whole game. Um, are we gonna pick yet? I I I've got a few more things I want to break down. I just didn't know uh, what, yeah, what are you expecting I, I to see clo- out on the field. I think it's gonna be close. Obviously, the defense uh, needs to step up this game. It's Jordan Love. I mean, the, as a defensive player, your eyes got to be—you got to be hungry, man. Oh, you got. It's Jordan Love. 
I mean, you played Danny Dimes last week, and this is even better than that. You got to be ready to eat. I mean, if I was playing against, uh, if I was an NFL defensive player and I was playing against Jordan Love this week, man, I'd be, I would be super excited, so pumped. So defense has got to step it up, Um, and I think they will to a degree. I'm not expecting a top top five level defense performance out here uh obviously i think there's by my prediction i think they're still getting the mid mid-20s uh you'll get that later but this offense has to not turn over the ball and like i mean we can turn it over probably once or twice and probably still be fine in this game but man we cannot have like three or four or jordan loves Jordan Love's going to beat the Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it definitely could happen. What I'm expecting, obviously their defense is going gonna, is gonna to ball out. I don't expect us to not turn over the ball. We haven't yet this season in a game, <laughs> and it, it'd be a yeah, little we're not idiotic ex- to, to expect it now. We're not expecting perfection out of the offense. Not, not right now. I'm expecting one to two turnovers, but we can still win a definitely. game with that. I, now, what I am expecting is to see a lot less penalties. I think... We got to tighten that up. I didn't see what happened at practice this week. Uh, They don't. They don't typically show a lot of film. But uh, to the to the non available media practice portion uh, of their practices, I guarantee you they were out there running gassers and hitting the shed for a hundred and what hundred and eight hundred and nine yards worth of penalties last week. So I expect that to be tightened up. I, I still what we saw last week is we saw a, an emphasis, a massive, massive emphasis on throwing the short route. So we didn't really send a lot of people mm-hmm. long. And when we did, it still didn't work, yep. but it looked a lot better. And so no, I'm expecting w- much cleaner, more emphasis on backside flat routes on uh, on over the middle in routes, um, a lot of zigs. It was a at least good to see them trying to fix the problems. Like, like yes. they're actually addressing these. Forcing a we, quick throw. We have visual of that now. Exactly. Forcing the quick throw. It's a, hey, Pat, it's a three-step drop. Hey, Pat, you're in shotgun. It's a one-step drop, and you got to let the ball out. Like, those, I'm still expecting quite a bit of that to come to fruition. Still trying to fix these mistakes through uh, through the game. And, and to be honest, it we really could have eliminated the turnovers last week. The one, the one fumble from Travis Kelsey. We don't see that very often. It seems like it's getting really into everybody's head and Travis didn't have the best of games, but Pat's, Pat's uh, intercepted pass again, very very fluky, off a hand so and fluky. off a helmet. Really bad pass though. So I'm I'm expecting the offense to look a little bit more professional. Um, I think it's still going to be a tough game because this defense is very very strong, especially in their secondary and their linebackers. I think they're going to give us a lot of different looks, um, but I don't really expect them to blitz. Um, as we know, Pat has been the least blitzed quarterback this season in the NFL. I mean, blitzing and, Pat is just a bad idea. It's a bad idea uh and and that's why they don't do it because when you blitz pat you open up lanes and pat's going to be able to hit them even in the funk that he's in and uh so so we got to look at that defensively i think this is probably going to be one of the best games that we've played i just have to i i have a feeling that we've built off of uh a a half against the Titans. That was really good. We've built off of a a defensive stand. We only allowed 17 points. I'm not saying it was the best game, but 
hell, we didn't break. Yep. We played the type of defense that our guys know how to play, and I think offensively we're not getting the confidence, but defensively the confidence is there. And that's uh, where I think the, the the beginning of the offensive woes began for was sure. as well. I think it was on uh, just trying to do too much because the defense could not put it together. So I think defense is definitely where – the Chiefs start We've to, got to put, start to put win. the rest of the team together. We've got to start to win on the defensive side. And I yep. think that's going to be, bring the confidence to the offensive side and that yep. swagger. Absolutely. Back. So, are you ready for pick to pick this game? I'm ready to pick this game. I off of off of what I am thinking, I don't think that this is a high score game. It's off of a off of a quick turnaround. I'm going to give the win because Aaron Rodgers is out to the Kansas City Chiefs, 17 to 14. That is a low-scoring game. I I don't think a lot of people are probably going to be picking like that, but I, I think it's definitely logical. But I have the Chiefs uh, winning this game as well in a close one. I don't think anybody's going to have a two-score lead at any point in this game. But I got the Chiefs winning this one at 27-24. to 24. Um, Landon also... Uh, I have his pick here. Uh, pick the Chiefs 27 to 24. We had the same score prediction. <laughs> it just seems like that's probably what it's going to be. But um, now, he said that, did give us a little bit yep. of a description. He said that he thinks that Love is going to play well enough uh, for his f- debut uh, start, but that he's going to make a couple of key mistakes, he believes. Yep. Uh, he also thinks that the Chiefs' offense is going to find their uh, enough rhythm, not find their rhythm, but enough rhythm to go ahead and score when they need to for a game winner. Uh, and he said, uh, just like what I'm thinking, game-winning field goal at the buzzer for Bucker. And Sticks is over there playing around, if you can hear him. <laughs> he thinks so, too. All right. Um, going to pick them for picks. the week. Let me game pull picks, up baby. the um, – you go ahead and you can keep Landon's. I will go ahead yep. and pull up the odds for a sports book that shall not be named because they have not given us $50 million. Uh, <laughs> so we will start off with tonight's game, which is kicking off here in just a couple of seconds. We've got the Indianapolis or the uh, New York Jets heading into Indianapolis and Lucas Oil Stadium taking on Carson Wentz and the Colts. Colts are a 10 point favorite in this game. Not a whole lot of analysis needs to go into this pick. Um, this might be one of the first primetime games that actually doesn't feel like a primetime game. Yeah, it, it doesn't feel like a primetime game at all. We haven't had any primetime games that actually have been really bad this season. So maybe it is close, but I got the Colts. Uh, Landon also taking the Colts. Tyler. I am also going to take the Colts here. Although, I, you know what? I, I, Mike White hasn't shown me enough. Obviously, no. he hasn't been on the field. But he is now in the NFL Hall of Fame for his game last week. If he can put two games together, one against a very strong Bengals team and one against a defense that's actually pretty good in Indianapolis, I, I think yep. New York may have found their quarterback. They might have. Um, be a weird way to find him, but... You it know. would be a very weird way to find <laughs> you it. Know. Uh, and this sports book is not yeah. wanting to give me... Be the most New York thing ever, though. Anything um, for the weekend. But that would be the most New York thing ever. Get a get a 26-year-old Mike White to uh, go out there and play and, lights out. And replace out. The, the franchise quarterback <laughs> that you just replaced at number two. Now, we'll jump into oh, our yeah. Sunday slate of games. We've got the Cleveland Browns heading into Cincinnati, taking on Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Bengals are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. 
And the Browns are just, they are in a funk right now. I thought they were going to be one of the contenders this year. But give me the Bengals to bounce back after their loss last week. Uh, one they shouldn't have lost against this Jets team. Um, but as as Tyler said, Mike White had an incredible performance. Bengals bounce back after the fluky loss. And the, bang, or the Browns are going to keep struggling yeah i'm gonna go ahead and give this one to the Bengals as well they're gonna bounce back after losing a bad loss uh, uh to the jets and landon also has the Bengals in this matchup next up in the noon hour we've got the denver broncos led by two glove teddy taking on the dallas cowboys and dak prescott uh dallas looks to be a very top team right now and they're showing it in the vegas odds with a 10 point being a 10 point favorite um didn't Dak get hurt? But he he's he was out part- last week. He's but he's full, full participation right. this week. So, he will be in for some. Yep. Give me Dallas in this one. Um, I think this will be a pretty even with Cooper Rush. I'd feel pretty comfortable. Yeah, with I think 10 this is a favorite. pretty handily uh, win here for the the Cowboys. I'm also going to take the Cowboys. They're probably going to go ahead and cover by about 20. Yep, Landon has the Cowboys as well. Next up, we've got the Battle of the Pooh Boys. It is the Houston Texans heading into Miami, taking on Tua and the Dolphins. Both are one and seven, and it currently looks like Tyrod Taylor is going to play. Miami is a five and a half point favorite. Damn, that's a lot for Miami because they what are they one and seven? They are both one and seven. Yeah, um, I'm actually going to take Houston in this one. I think Tyrod Taylor is a much better quarterback than people get him give him credit for. Uh, Chargers were looking pretty damn good last season uh, until he got his heart stabbed by a doctor. <laughs> lung, 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 heart would have probably ended his career. <laughs> um, a lung. Uh, so yeah, give me Tyrod and the Texans. I'm also going to take Tyrod and the Texans here. What's Landon got? Landon has the Dolphins in this one, so we're split. Oh, wow. All right. Well, next up in the noon hour, we've got the Atlanta Falcons heading into New Orleans, taking on Trevor Simeon and the New Orleans Saints. Saints are a a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, and this one uh, is an interesting one. Trevor Simeon had a a pretty damn good game after Jameis Winston went out as he, well. He sure did. Um, but I I have faith in the Falcons here. They've been starting to turn it around, and I think they are facing a backup quarterback now that they are going to have a week to prepare for. And Trevor Simeon, I just don't really have much faith in him. Give me the Falcons in this one. We know S- Trevor Simeon pretty well. He played for Denver for quite a few games. He looked good at the you know the beginning of their season he started off hot and then obviously fell like a comet uh from the sky and turned into ash and dust and this is where he is now so uh with the falcons going on the run that they're going on even without calvin ridley i believe that they pretend i I, i'm gonna go ahead and say that they win the saints defense is really really strong so they're gonna have to play almost perfect but i think the falcons do have enough to win it in this game and Landon has the Saints, led by Trevor Simeon. Next up in the noon hour, heartbreaker to have the Raiders have to play this week after <laughs> everything that's been going on. Uh, but we've got the Vegas Raiders heading into MetLife Stadium, taking on the Giants. Vegas is a three-point favorite. And I think I'm going to take the Raiders, uh, even with all they've had to deal with this week. Uh, the Giants are just a really bad football team, as we saw last week. We played like crap and still won. Um, but, yeah, give me the Raiders in this. 
Yeah, the Giants did play like crap last week uh, against the Chiefs. However, their defense has surprisingly been looking good or better, I should say, week in and week out. Um, the offense is is still pretty stagnant. I don't think that Barkley is returning this week, so they're still going to have Booker. Uh, but the Raiders, with everything that's going on, I, I don't know if they can come out and win this game. It's just it's been a lot that's happened within the last few weeks. So I'm going to go ahead and pick the Giants to get their third win of the season. And Landon agrees with me. He's got the Raiders in this matchup. Next up in the noon hour, we've got the New England Patriots heading into Carolina, taking on the Panthers. Both teams are four and four, but New England is a three and a half point favorite. New England has been on the uh, better run of the two in the last four games. Uh, the Panthers are zero and four, if I'm not mistaken. That is true. Um, but in this game, I even went. In fantasy, and I picked up the Patriots defense to start in this one because I don't think the, the smart move. I mean, I I don't think the Panthers are scoring more than single digits if and, they don't Andy get Bowles shut out. An old friend of the New England Patriots. Yeah, uh, Patriots in this one pretty easily. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and take the Patriots as well. This may be another Patriots Jets games where it's 54 to like what was that 14? Yeah, it could be really bad. Uh, I'm so glad that my defense, uh, I got that defense. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Landon got for this week? Uh, he's also got the Patriots. Nice. Three on the Patriots. Smart man. We move on to the next game in the noon hour. Two left to go. The new uh, the Buffalo Bills heading into Jacksonville, taking on the 1-6 Jaguars. Buffalo in this game is a 14-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, I am definitely taking the Bills here. They probably cover. Um, they probably are going to cover by 21 points uh, for me. Yep. I am also going to take the Bills in this game. However, the last two games, they haven't played really well. They obviously lost to the Titans, and then they uh, got away from Miami 26-11. Uh, to 11. So It wasn't the best game out of them the last two. I think they still may find some struggle here. It's a midseason woes, but go ahead and give me the Bills to, uh, to go ahead and get this game underway. And Landon obviously has the Bills. Last game in the noon hour, we've got First Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings heading into Baltimore, taking on Lamar Jackson, or as Caleb likes to say, Lamb Jack and the Ravens, Lamb Baltimore Jack. is a six-point favorite. And give me Lamb Jack and the Ravens in this one. Vikings are not going to be able to get it done against the best dual-threat quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, Ravens are Ravens are looking pretty solid, uh, much more solid than I thought they would have through, through the season. They did get absolutely murdered by Joe Burrow. Uh, not this past week. They did have a bye week, so they're coming off two weeks preparation for these Vikings I think they're going to get a big big win. Lennon also has the Baltimore Ravens. Starting off at our 305 hour, we have already picked the Chiefs game, so next up is the uh, LA Chargers heading into Philly, taking on uh, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Chargers in this game, after their struggles, are only a one and a half point favorite. Yeah, and I think I'm going to have to go with the Chargers in this one. Uh, not a whole lot of faith in the Eagles, even though they've been playing semi-well recently. Uh, but give me the Chargers to bounce back in this matchup. The Eagles have really been playing pretty bad this season. Justin Herbert has had some pretty big woes uh, the last uh, two to three, uh, two, three to four games. He just has not looked good. This defense is obviously really, really bad, and we've seen that they can run the ball no matter who's in the backfield, whether it's Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott, Miles Sanders. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. Yep. Jalen, it doesn't matter. 
Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give this win to the Eagles and a big, big, big run day. And Landon agrees with you. He has the Eagles in this one. Uh, next up in the 325 hour, we've got the one loss last week defeated Cardinals heading into San Francisco and Levi Stadium taking on Jimmy G and the Niners. San Francisco in this game is a one and a half point favorite. The Niners are our favorite. What? Wow. Uh, give me the Cardinals in this one. I don't understand why the Niners are a favorite. Vegas must have some some dirt that we don't know about, but... Give me the Cardinals. Yeah, I'm also going to take the Cardinals here. This is a really weird, really, really weird line. Um, this is just a conglomeration, obviously, of the of the Vegas books. It's not from the sports book that shall not be named because they're not giving us $50 million. Um, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take the Cardinals here for a big win. Uh, Landon also has the Cardinals. We will kick off our Sunday night football game. This is look to be really, really good. We'll have to see how it's going to play out. We've got the Tennessee Titans without Derrick Henry for at least to the playoffs if they can make it that far. Now, but with AP. AP, however, he, he was brought in to be the replacement as the number one back. However, it is to be determined how many carries he will get in this game. So yes. we've got the Tennessee Titans heading into SoFi, taking on the Rams. Rams are a seven-point favorite in this game. Man, I, f- I hope they feed the hell out of the ball to him. I, I just don't know how much he's going to be able to play. I'm, I'm here for all the Adrian Peterson carries. He's only for the he's only been in there for three weeks. Eternity. I mean, how how much are three? He's only been there three for days. three days. Yeah. How much of the how much of the playbook is he actually going to get? If you if you run straight, Nichols, buddy. If you can get McNichols <laughs> on on your play or on your fantasy team, I think that's a big pickup for yeah. this week. Yeah, I think uh, the Rams are going to come away with this one. But man, I hope Adrian Peterson gets the ball a lot yeah. in this game. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and give the Rams the win here too, but look for Adrian Peterson to get the ball a lot. Not in this game, but in the coming weeks. Who's Landon got for this Sunday night football matchup? Oh. Uh, he also has the Rams in this matchup. He's got the Rams three on the Rams, and we move on to Monday night football. Last game of the week, we've got Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears heading into Pittsburgh, taking on Big Fat Ben and the Steelers. Pittsburgh is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. And this is a terrible, terrible, awful primetime game. Awful. Give me the Steelers in this one. The Bears are an embarrassment to football right now. They are. They are. But I'm going to go with the Bears for this week. I think the Steelers are bad. Juju is out. Chase Claypool's not playing well. The only thing that the that the Steelers really have going for him right now is Najee Harris. He did win NFL Rookie of the Month for the offensive side. Uh, but I think Justin Fields is going to come out and have an absolutely massive day because he seems to be getting on the right foot with a bunch of his receivers, and he can run for another 50, 60 yards plus. And Landon Fields has the Pittsburgh Steelers this week. We've got a few splits going into yes, this we week's pick I like it. I like it. A little competitiveness here. We'll have to see how it goes. Well, thank you all for joining us. That has been this week's edition of the TLC uh, Football Podcast. We've got the Chiefs taking on the Packers Sunday at 3.05 in Arrowhead. 325. 3.25. Yep. In Arrowhead. And uh, that'll be it. So go Chiefs. (laughs) Well, that's been Caleb. You can find him on Twitter at CDerlin53. That has been me. 
I have been Tyler Savatinaya. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at underscore Suavage underscore. You can find Landon and get all of his uh, football reviews, uh, Star Wars reviews, and KU basketball reviews. Yep at uh, Fields underscore Lando. Don't forget to follow the show at TLCFP. We've got some stuff coming to YouTube, so you can find us at TLCFP there as well. Um, But as always, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Chiefs.